Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today I am pleased to be joined by Dr. Nathan Vanderford. Nathan is from the College of Medicine as an Assistant Professor in the Department of Toxicology and Cancer Biology, as well as the Assistant Director of Research for the Marquis Cancer Center. Nathan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Very happy to be back. This is a second part, part two of a series of podcasts that we are recording specifically focused on cancer. And at the end of our last podcast, the last question I asked focused on simple lifestyle changes that a listener could make or implement to help reduce their risk of cancer. And today, I really wanted to come back and focus on some of those lifestyle choices that that you mentioned and key takeaway points points for our listeners of things that they might want to potentially change within their current lifestyle or behaviors or considerations that that they may have. And one of the first that you mentioned, which I think most folks know, but definitely warrants having additional conversation about, is avoiding tobacco use. Yes, absolutely. This this is always number one on my list because I, I think it's it is one of the major risk factors for developing cancer. But it also it takes on a personal uh, note for me. My dad was a heavy smoker growing up and really throughout his life. And I remember when I was a kid, I would try to hide his cigarettes from him so he wouldn't smoke, and he would get so mad at me about this. And then ultimately. He developed lung cancer and and passed away, unfortunately. And I think, well, tobacco smoke was a key issue there. So, and uh, as I mentioned in in the first part of the series, it's not only lung cancer. Uh, Tobacco users have an elevated risk of many other cancers as well. Also, they run a higher risk of cardiovascular disease, stroke, uh, so it's just generally not good for you, but particularly for cancer. I know, you know, with my dad, it's it's highly addictive. I understand that. But it, it's so bad for our health that, like I said, it's always number one on my list to try to get people to avoid. Right. And I think especially for many Kentuckians, as, as you talk about a, a personal story, my husband grew up in, in very rural Kentucky, and it was just completely accepted to start smoking at a very, very young age. And it wasn't until his father had a, a health crisis that he had a collapsed lung and, and other um, health conditions that associated with smoking that made him kind of sit back and say, oh, 
oh, this is bad for me, and and to kind of change change that behavior. But obviously, just growing up in a in a different time in a in a different place, that as as people have become more educated about the dangers of tobacco use, but as you said, it's very very addictive, mm-hmm. so difficult habit for people to break for right. sure. Yeah, and I, I grew up in a small rural town in Tennessee, and, and I can remember you know same as you said. It's kind of a social norm that it's acceptable. And, you know, I would even go in to the store, county, you know, country store, and I would purchase cigarettes for my dad when I was eight or nine years old. And nobody thought anything of this, you know. But I think we're in a different place now in society regarding those kinds of issues. And and hopefully we can make more headway on on tobacco use generally. And society today. Right. One of the other topics that you mentioned on our last podcast was protecting our skin from sun exposure. Yes. Uh, yeah. We talked a little bit about, you know, us, us Kentuckians loving to be outside. And again, I'm from Tennessee. Same there. We love to be outside. I grew up on a farm uh, and I can remember being out on the farm and my dad never wore sunscreen and I didn't wear sunscreen as a kid. I think also, as we mentioned before, uh, melanoma, skin cancer is highly prevalent in Kentucky, and I think it's because of these partly behavioral issues, but partly just general sun exposure in Kentucky. But it's critical that we take care of our skin. Uh, we should put on sunscreen, cover up our our skin as, as much as possible to avoid frequent sunburns and those really bad sunburns that cause reddening and pain and and uh, the peeling of skin, those are the ones that are really bad that we really need to avoid. I think you hit on a very good point there when you talked about growing up on the farm that I think especially with with our kiddos or for myself as a mom, if we're going to the pool or, you know, maybe if we're on a family vacation at the beach, we think about, oh, we need to slather everybody down with sunscreen. But my dad farms and spends a lot of time outside and unfortunately has had quite a few skin cancers that have had to be removed. And it's and my husband um, has spent a tremendous amount of time working on the farm and, and still works outside today. And it's a constant reminder for both of them, you have to put sunscreen on before you go to work. You need to wear a wide-brimmed hat, wear longer sleeve shirts that, I th- you know, I think it's kind of ingrained in us now. Oh, we're going to the pool. We need our sunscreen on. But we also need to think about it just daily sun exposure and, and being outside in the sun. Absolutely. I agree. And it, it's something that I, I still struggle with today. You know, I think those behaviors as a child kind of are still ingrained in me when I go out to mow the yard and things. It's hard for me to to think about putting on sunscreen or, you know, grabbing a hat to cover up my head. I have much better luck with my husband getting him to put on long sleeves and a wide brand hat than I do with with sunscreen. And, and, I, and I don't understand why, but I do find seem to have pretty good success with at least a wide brim hat and long sleeve shirts. Yeah, well, and I think that's an interesting point because there's multiple ways that we can protect our skin. You know, one reason I don't like sunscreen is because it's oily and greasy. and But covering up is you know, easier than dealing with the grease of sunscreen. So it's a good point, point well taken to, you know, use whatever means you have to protect your skin, even if it's just covering up. Additional lifestyle choices or um, potential changes that individuals can make within their lifestyle. What about eating habits? Absolutely. It's known today that that eating and maintaining a healthy weight and being active 
are important factors for maintaining a healthy body in general, but also kind of keeping cancer at bay. It's becoming more and more appreciated that our metabolism influences cancer development and progression. It's not entirely known how that works, uh, and it's a very hot topic in cancer research right now. Uh, we have investigators here at, at the Market Cancer Center who are studying cancer and metabolism. But it is appreciated that there are several cancers that are elevated in, in individuals that don't eat healthy or that, that aren't physically active and things. So, so it's very important to, to just generally be healthy, eat healthy, be active. It promotes general well-being, but, it, but it's also important for uh, reducing cancer risk. One thing that you had mentioned to me after we we wrapped up the last podcast that I thought would be interesting for our listeners to know or to think about was about seeking regular medical care and the importance of that for both men and women. It is very important. Uh, you know, I think that it's interesting. We we were mentioning before, kind of off the the podcast, that. Cancer impacts different people differently. And one example of that is that men are much more likely to develop cancer than women. About 50% of men will develop cancer in their lifetime, only about 33% of women. And part of that is biological. There's biological differences, but there's also behavioral differences. Women tend to seek medical care more than men do. Men uh, and I'm guilty of this. Uh, again, I think part of it is kind of growing up in a rural area and just kind of being tough and thinking that we don't need to right. go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. But we don't go to the doctor as much. And so we we just generally don't take as good care of ourselves. So it's important when we're sick, we should go to the doctor and get checked out. We should get annual physicals where the doctors, you know, can check us over for things like skin cancer and and recommend other cancer screenings when it's it's time for those to be done. And then if you have a family history of cancer, and it's very important to know your family history of cancer. If you if you have a family history, you should talk to a medical professional about that. And then that medical professional will weigh the the scenarios and um, recommend you for genetic counseling or other types of screenings that could be done to see if you're at a greater risk of developing cancer. Are there certain types of cancer that are more likely to be genetic or through a family history? Absolutely. We talked in the in the first podcast about about familial or, or her hereditable mutations. These are mutations that are passed from one generation to another. And if you think about these, the ones that most frequently come to mind are for women. So breast cancer, cervical cancer, ovarian cancers, these are, are more likely to be passed from one generation to another. So if you're female and, and you have an aunt or a, and a grandmother or some combination of that that has had breast cancer or cervical cancer, that's when you really need to be talking to your medical professional about whether or not you need to get screened. I think that's a good point, too, of talking to your medical professional about the importance of having conversations with your doctor that knowing this information is valuable, but it doesn't really do us any good if you don't share the information with your, with your physician. Absolutely. And I think none of us like to think about being sick and being gravely sick, as is the case quite often when people get cancer. 
But, you know, the greatest cure for cancer right now is to never, never develop cancer. Uh, And so if you get screened, if you're getting screened early and you can catch a cancer at its very earliest stages, you're much more likely to have a more positive outcome. This was the case for my mom. She had breast cancer and luckily through, you know, regular screenings, regular mammographies, they found this early. Uh, they were able to do a fairly minor surgery. She had some radiation therapy. And this has been about eight or nine years ago, and she's fine today. So, you know, getting screened, having conversations with medical professionals is very important. And I think that's probably something that I'm sure cannot be stressed enough as, as you were talking about about men and just the fact that they don't go to the doctors much or that they're not screened as as often on a on a personal note on our end is that my husband's father passed away at a very young age from prostate cancer and he knew he was sick for a while but he just kept thinking he would get better or he would get better and by the time that he actually went to the doctor unfortunately there wasn't there wasn't much that that could be done so the being proactive being proactive about our health not only for ourselves, but for our family is certainly important. I totally agree. Thank you again for being with us and sharing on on this important topic, because it definitely, I think, is providing new information and food for thought for our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu. Building strong families, Building Kentucky. It starts with us.